Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 308. This is Russ. It's a full cast tonight with Aaron, Daryl, Jim, and Mr. Chub Toad. Hey, uh, we want to step on your sound effect, Chub. Uh, Aaron, I think you'll get this reference. Russ, you might too. Don't, don't, don't worry about it, Jake. It was Chinatown. It's just Chinatown. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap, this episode. Can I, can yeah. I, I say right off the bat, because <laughs> we're going to get into it. I, I granted I can't remember every single one of these because I'm just not as dedicated to this show as the other one. But this might be my favorite episode of Fear the Walking Dead. I am I'd right, be right there with you. I uh, I wouldn't dispute that fact, sir. Like it's at wrong. least one of the best ones. But mm-hmm. I was looking at this thinking, is best this the best episode? Scene, <laughs> best ending scene to any episode of any Walking Dead. Whoa, that's a bold statement. Oh, oh come on! Like June walking off into the sunset, in that hat or silhouette. Oh, come was, on! Was very cool. Yeah. I will agree. Awesome. Only thing that would have been better if she was putting on sunglasses and an explosion happened. <laughs> and you hear, yeah! <laughs> but it's sung by walkers instead, so it's like, well, that's a choice. <laughs> but it almost felt like a finale. It could easily, I mean, which is because yeah. it's the mid-season premiere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But you're not wrong. Like, if this was the last episode of Fear the Walking Dead, I'd be like, yeah, all right. <laughs> they, did it. they could literally end the series right here for Fear, and it would be a perfect ending. I mean, I want more, but I'm just saying, this, they... You know. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I I do kind of. It, I, you make a good point. It does seem like a finale in the sense that it has like a a major plot point that happens, a major transition. Uh, all the characters have been shuffled around, but I mean, there are a lot of threads here at the end of this. I mean, there are so many things going on that like oh, it's setting up the whole of you know the back end of the season easily. You know, and yep. and, and I think it's very. Uh, I'm sorry. Hog of the floor, but um, it, in contrast to this, like last you know six episodes or whatever of the the parent show, I mean, look how much the plot has progressed and how much has happened in the last two episodes. Yeah, of yeah. this show, and still we get the emotional beats. Still we're getting the, the the good dialogue. You know, still we're getting the character interaction. The characters that we care about are actually saying some things that are meaningful. You know, um, I'm just oh, I'm really I was really blown away by this episode. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna the front. Fact- that they got me to empathize for Virginia even a little bit yeah. speaks volumes to the writing of this episode because I hate that character I hate her I was so happy to see her go spoiler alert but sorry Jerry damn it Chubb <laughs> <laughs> but damn it if I didn't I wasn't rooting for her of just a tiny tiny piece of me rooting for her in the end you know, it quickly got overruled by June's gun, but, you know, yeah. 
Awesome, awesome episode. Um, let me get some news bits, sweep some news bits out of the way. Uh, Garrett Dillahunt had some uh, things to say on his way out the door. Uh, he said he loved everyone in the cast so much. There was no bad blood or anything. He's really excited for what the future holds, and he loves the fan base. He says, I'm excited to stay in touch with the fans. If I see you on the circuit and John exists and Garrett's still alive, John will always exist. He was a great character. I was honored to play him. And uh, if you really are uh, are Jensen for some uh, John Dory versus zombie accent action, he's going to be an Army of the Dead. Yeah, a Zack Snyder movie. He's also doing The Long Home with James Franco, uh, the uh, adaptation of the Joyce Carol Oates uh, a book Blonde, uh, Michael Bay's Ambulance, and he's also in the well, Where the Crawdads Sing coming up too. So he's got a full slate, you know. The more he can be in, the better it is. Well, he never stops working. Yeah, he's, he's, a, a, he's a working actor. actor. Yeah, he is <laughs> great actor. We, uh, we got some uh, little hints and tidbits about what's coming in the second half of the season from Andrew Chambliss, the uh, the co-showrunner. Uh, seems like uh, we're going to be uh, we're going to be honored with the presence of John Glover, yeah, one of the finest yeah. character actors alive uh, coming up. And uh, he's uh, they're, 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 he's calling it the um, the showrunner called back to uh, something that John Dory was saying in episode four um, of this of season six about his dad uh, chasing a serial killer, right? Uh, to bit mortician spouting on about death and new beginnings, and it's strongly hinted that whole of the end is the beginning group might be tied to Mister Glover's. Wait, uh, wait a minute, an, an older two bit <laughs> two bit mortician that's a serial killer that doesn't sound like a John Glover role at all. No, of course not. He's such an audacious and reserved actor. <laughs> he's so he's so reserved and buttoned up. He's like the Bob Newhart of character actors. I no, seriously. I, I saw an image of him. He has like a great big yeah. bushy beard. So yay, yeah. I'm all for that. Totally. Let him get wild. I'm all for anything for the second half of the season, except for the one thing that I'm afraid they're going to do, and that is Dakota Redemption Arc. A new plane? Oh, a Dakota Redemption Arc. Uh, because she builds a new plane? Yeah. <laughs> Turns out she's actually uh, also an aeronautic engineer. <laughs> well, um, her grandpa used to let her sit in his lap when he flew the plane around. The plane. She memorized all of the mechanics of it. At they'd, watch, they'd watch Slide sure. of the Phoenix uh, at nights together. Sure, sure. The remake. <laughs> no, not the remake, dude. <laughs> oh, you can't do better than Jimmy Stewart in that. Come on. Um, the uh, the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners virtual reality game is getting huge, huge business. And uh, coming up on uh, on the uh, Oculus Gaming Showcase coming up in about a week, uh, this week, in a couple of days, uh, April 21st, Skydance is going to be announcing uh, a new Walking Dead property coming to virtual reality. So if you have an Oculus and you're interested in getting uh, your ass scared off in virtual reality, then definitely check that out. And ba- baking with Carol. It's your dinner. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Cooking That's the whole with game. Negan. Cooking with Negan, yeah. I keep saying I need to check that game out. I've got I've I've got the quest. Or I got so. I got Jerry's kids. You just hang out with Jerry all day. You just have a good time. It's Ezekiel's Tiger Simulator. Yeah. Uh, you're the tiger. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh, also uh yeah, I've, I it's been, I had a big jump in sales with the release of the Oculus 2. And it's uh, definitely it's, uh, right now one of the top-selling games in VR. So, And that same Skybound uh, Entertainment group that made that is coming uh, with their new game in a couple of days. So if you're interested, check that out. Also, uh, if you played the Telltale Walking Dead games, uh, as I know Aaron and I have, I think uh, Chubb did as well, um, 
the uh, character, main character of those, Clementine, is going to make her comic book debut in uh, Skybound X, which is a, uh, a limited series coming out celebrating the 10th anniversary of Robert Kirkman's Skybound. Uh, it's, that looks crazy. Who's writing that? It uh, looks like it's going to be Kirkman. Okay. I really, I for some reason have not finished the last yeah. game, the last chapter, what have you. I need to really get on that finally. Well, here's something interesting. He's going to be teaming up with uh, Invincible artist Ryan Otley again. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Wow, so. My ears just perked up. But this is all like... God, that um, show is so good. There's also uh, appearing Donny Cage, Joshua Williams, Chip Zdarsky, James Herron, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, lots of other creators in the Skybound X uh, thing. It's going to be coming out... Oh, I'm sorry. It starts July 7th, and it's going to ship uh, weekly uh, through August 4th. It, okay, so Skybound, what, what is this exactly? Is it, it's celebrating it's, their characters. So they're just it's like, like one an, shots, It's like an Elseworlds or? thing. Okay. Yeah, because it's, right. it's, each, each oversized weekly issue will kick off with a chapter from Rick Grimes 2000, mm-hmm. a story originally introduced in the back of The Walking Dead 75. Right. And that's the one that Otley's doing. It's literally Rick with a lightsaber. When when is it launching? In the year two thousand. Yes. Uh, sure. What a time to be we, alive! Hey, we all had lightsabers back then. Don't you remember? Yes, in the year two thousand. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, um, our small thing. But the uh, first uh, first issue uh, ships July seventh, and it'll be shipping weekly through August fourth. So if you're interested in that, I know I will be. Well, I'm looking. Is DCB has it been on there yet? The July solicits aren't. I think that's uh, May. Right, major. Yeah, I think okay. the May solicits it'll be in. So it's all Skybound stuff specifically. Yeah. Yes. Like uh, Russ said, the Rick Grimes 2000 will be in every one, but they're also going to have Murder Falcon, Birthright, Redneck, Stillwater, and like all the other Skybound properties. Is Image printing it and distributing it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Invincible going to be in that? I don't know. Uh, it doesn't say Invincible. I don't know. We'll see. Know. We'll also include new stories from the worlds of Assassination Nation, Excellence, and Manifest Destiny. That's what it says. Battle Beast? Super Dinosaur? They <laughs> <laughs> just had Battle Beast in the cartoon. Like, what is I, the I know. People, so people are going to be chomping at the bit to get more Battle Beasts. <laughs> Did you notice that the... the uh, not to get too far off track, but on the cartoon, instead of Science Dog, it's Seance Dog? Yes, I did. Yeah. Is, it, like is that strange now? <laughs> is that a rights thing? Because maybe another studio has rights to Science Dog, or maybe it wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I guess Science Dog would be closest to getting a sky but an invincible type thing. I guess. And that's. I just thought it was funny. Skybound X is what you said. Yeah, yeah. Skybound X. Skybound X. I'm yeah. looking at it now. I'm seeing all the different covers and plans. Cool. I just thought it was funny because we've seen that because remember Carl had the science dog shirt. Yeah, I remember that. You know, way back, way back when. So I wonder if I wonder if it's a, it, it's a rights thing. It's kind of funny though because it is Doctor Strange is a dog. I've heard I've heard I've heard science dog was uh, Carl's muse when he was first developing the uh, the laws of Carl. <laughs> right, science dog came to him in a dream in the night and showed him the golden pages of the, the holy book of Carl. Yeah, I I will say not that I'm big into speculation, but this is the first appearance of Clementine in comic. Yeah, uh, if I were you listeners out there, I would uh, try and pre-order this thing because I have a feeling that this might get gobbled up really quick. Um, You're a wise just, man. Just because, <laughs> yeah, so. just because of every. I mean, when the comic book appearance of a character that first appeared in an animated show 
is worth you know hundreds of dollars at this point uh it's pretty it, i i would not put it past this getting snapped up all right so. yep that's all i got so I'm reading an article right now on Screen Rant, and basically when they spun off Science Dog as its own property, Kirkman retained the rights. He and Hawk wanted to retain the rights, therefore they renamed it in the cartoon. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm glad someone asked this question. <laughs> and there's an article for it. <laughs> and, there's in there, there. and of course it's on Screen Rant, right? He says, in, re- in a Reddit AMA, Kirkman elaborated, stating that Science Dog is a separate idea that was featured in Invincible, and that while it's easy to have those things appear in a comic, it's a legal nightmare to make it work in a show. See, the, the difference with Screen Rant, at least, is they just have shitty headlines, but the articles uh, generally was, have information in them. <laughs> I was going to say, if, if, you want, uh, if you want a good drinking game, go to Screen Rant and take a shot every time you see an article that says, so-and-so would love to play so-and-so in the upcoming movie. Because every actor in the world, it seems like their PR person puts out that article and they pick it up on Screen yeah. Rant. Yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, Glenn, or, you know, uh, Meryl Streep wants to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm like, Okay, well, I don't, I'm just saying it's, it's founded in Jensen some kind Ackles of, wants to play Batman. Uh, I'm just saying yeah. it's at least founded in some kind of truth compared to, guess what random thing we just threw in a dartboard, says we yeah, have got we, this covered. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know no what comicbook.com answers. <laughs> no way endorsing Screen Ranch journalism here. I oh, no, no. Science dog, at all. seance dog, and this was no. Thing. We're actually no. We're actually we're actually saying it's better compared to some of those other clickbaiters. Yeah, I'm complimenting the fact that despite their headlines, there's at least some sense of information that it can be backed up by something. Exactly. The headline on this one was "Invincible: Colon Why the Science Dog Comic Was Changed to Saints." Yeah, I can't even say it. Seance dog. Okay. That was your Invincible Minute, brought to you by <laughs> Science Dog. I, I'm, I'm actually in the mood to go back and reread the entire series after watching just these first few episodes. Well, as, Aaron, as Aaron mentioned in his article, uh, there were technically zombies in this week's episode. So. Yeah, there were. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, there were. All right. Let's get so, to it. So it's too good not to talk about. Yeah, Fear the Walking Dead, Season 6, Episode nine the things left to do and it's more like the thing left to do um, also known as another one bites the dust yeah <laughs> yeah um but this episode starts with du- june digging um john's grave by herself in a very uh, and, disillusioned like yeah almost like it was filmed through a glass like a like a coke bottle or something uh obviously very stylistic um the the sound is completely drowned out like you could tell somebody's calling to her but she's just like yeah we very much get like this is her perspective like she is spaced out at this point like she's just in her grief um and dealing with with this and so she's she's dug this grave to the point where her hands are like all blistered and, and bleeding like and um, anybody who, who's ever dig, dug a hole, <laughs> digging a six foot deep, a uh, six foot wide <laughs> hole is no easy task. Um, yeah. Not that I've dug a hole that to those dimensions. I just mean that you would admit a, in a court of law. 
That, that's right, yes. <laughs> digging a hole in general. Tell us where head. the bodies are, Russ. <laughs> it's not a I shy a book about digging holes. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Man, this is the second holes reference in two say, weeks. How are we going to get holes references on this? <laughs> right, you're the one that brought it up. <laughs> Uh, well, if they'd stop dying, we'd stop digging holes. That's, <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's fair. Um, so she she puts him in the grave, um, sees his gun, uh, gra- grabs his gun, the, uh, the and Chekhov's Dory's pistol. Yes, Chekhov's Dory's pistol. Uh, the ranger, one of the rangers, catches her and tells her to put it down, and um, and then June asks Virginia, which this will be poignant later on. You know why? Like why did? Why? Why did she do it? Why did Dakota to do it? And she said, "I, I don't, I don't know." Um, then we get the I, opening I, credits, and this week it's a Virginia scene. Why did they know that she? Um, that how did he know that Dakota shot him? Did he say it or something? Or? D- 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 Morgan said it last yeah, ep- last said, episode. That's what I, okay, yeah, yeah. open the radio. Yeah, the radio. Yeah, he said, "Go to go to the." He's floating down the river. Got it. Dakota I'm, shot I'm him. You took. You got it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we come back from the cold open, uh, and this is a scene reminiscent of something we've seen before on The Walking Dead, where it's nighttime, <laughs> and this whole crew is lined up uh, on very their much knees. like, yeah, on their knees, very much like a, like a Negan thing. So it's Lucia, Daniel, June, Sarah, and Grace, and they're all they're all there, um, and uh, she pulls a, a, a gun on uh, Daniel. And th- th- so this is where I was really afraid this episode was going to go off the rails in a bad way. Uh-huh. And it didn't um, because I-, I kept thinking like there's no teeth behind what she's doing. Right. Like it's just I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to shoot I, this person. I, I'm, I'm going to shoot. I agreed because they put a shotgun to the face of a pregnant lady and like, well, this show's not going to do that. So what am I sure. supposed to believe? <laughs> This yeah. is the Kirkland brand Negan's showdown um, 2.0. Yeah. Something else about this, and I, is it just me, or was there a lot of weird editing in this? You know what? Yeah, you're, it's not just you, because I wrote down, okay. there's some there's some bad edits in this. Like, like, and, well, let me say this, too, by the way. Every nitpick I make, is it's backed up by the fact that I was still emotionally invested in most of Oh, yeah. So, so like, it's, oh, yeah. Every, every complaint that I make here, even, even if it's not a complaint, if it's just, like, pointing out stuff, it's, I have, I uh, have the very, silver lining is I really like this episode. Oh, so. yeah. I have very, very, very few nitpicks, and that's exactly what they are, are nitpicks. It's not anything. The only thing with this scene is whenever, after Virginia gets shot, all of a sudden, I don't know, it's just a very strange edit. It's like she instantly teleported behind Grace. I, I completely agree, but that's jumping ahead. Yeah. Russell, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I just, I, I was I was concerned that that was going to kind of be how this goes and that this would have no teeth and she's just threatening and, um, and there's actually a good reason why nobody actually pulls the trigger yeah, up yeah. until this point. Because it's like, it's like everybody... Everybody has something. It, it, it's like the scene where I pull a gun on you and you have your person behind me pulling a gun on me. And then I have my person behind that person pulling a gun. Like, you know, it's it's kind of that situation going on where I've never found her character menacing or threatening in any way. And no, her and her waving this gun around. I'm like, OK, they're not going to kill Ruben Blattis. They're not going to kill the pregnant lady. And I just didn't. I mean, 
you know, Chubb, you made a good point. You know, it's like, oh, mommy, mommy, I want, I want Negan's uh, baseball bat scene. We have Negan's baseball scene at home, and this is what you get, right? Like, it's like yeah. the light version of that. It didn't have any of the menace, like you know, uh, that um, uh, you know, um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan brought to it, and it didn't really feel any any stakes. You know, I didn't really feel threatened in any way. Well, you you yeah, want a popsicle? They, I'll make you popsicles. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, real, real quick, because I to speak to this point. Because uh, it also it gets to a greater point. Besides the fact that they're all assholes, have we seen the Rangers like actually do evil, like beyond just being threatening? Like, have they? Well, I'm not, they I'm, that's not rhetorical. I'm, I'm literally legitimately asking: Have they like really like executed man, anyone? Her right hand man has definitely done so. the guy with the shotgun, the pregnant lady. You know, the his whole deal. Um, but the rest of them, no. But that this whole scene, and it's something. No, 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 don't, 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 but six or seven settlements with and get these rangers to blindly follow her. I get the whole, you know, um, far-right conspiracy theory of there's this army coming at us, we got to prepare for it and stuff, but, man, you can only rule with fear and stupidity and lies for so long, and then that house of cards is going to fall, and that's what's great about this scene, but it still makes me wonder... How did she get these people to follow her? Because she is. I, I would. Say, I would. I would. Be, I would bet my copy of The Walking Dead number one that we've had this conversation. And we've made this observation before. I guarantee uh, it. I know sure. we have because I mean, we. Came, I mean, when she when she was introduced, I remember we were saying the same thing. Like, how did she get to be the leader? How, why is she in charge? You know what? How? What makes her the alpha in the situation? You know, and we've been saying it all along, and it, it's. You know, it's only proven here in the scene where she's like, you know, waving a shotgun at people, but you're not really threatened. You know, to, to, just, what to, was her leverage to what? bring it to bring it back to bring it back to my question? Right. As far as how much damage have we actually seen the Rangers do beyond just being dicks, beyond just right. threatening a lot? Not a lot. What, what, that's that's kind of my thought, right? And, and that really just, speaks to what happens later. It does, but it also I I'm not saying it's entirely effective because yes, we've all had problems with how Virginia's portrayal matches what we're seeing on screen. I do think that this episode specifically does it the best, but I think a lot of her rule comes from the fact that this is all about, there's a lot of this that's about theme over character. And I think that's very much supplying a lot of like the drive of these people on this show is the, is that we're, they want, we want, they, the show wants us to believe in what their cause is even if the characters themselves aren't necessarily strong enough to convey that. And I think that's always been the problem with Fear of the Walking Dead. I think it's very much a show that's reliant on theme over character, and that's problematic when the actors aren't necessarily bringing it up to snuff. Take, for instance, the first few seasons of this series. But I I do think it, it works here because of how how driven every single party is and how much it's all dovetailing towards each other for a change. Like I think that you know puts it in an effective spot. But as far as Virginia goes... Yeah, I do think we all seem to have an issue with trying to believe the fact that this person's in charge. I think the show itself might be trying to make some kind of statement as far as like who, what kinds of people can be in these kinds of roles and good on them, what have you. But when it's not working, it's not always working. And beyond just being an unlikable character, 
I do think trying as hard as she can, whether it's a direction thing or what have you, uh, Colby Minifee, just it's not she's not quite selling that right, and so it's and and I think that's decent, always that's always been a little bit problematic. She's a decent actor. I've seen her in other things. She yeah, there's that. Yeah, she's done so. So it's you know it's just not a good casting or just not a good character. Um, I mean, I, I mean, you look at the parallels like we were talking the parallel to Negan and everything. We didn't know where Negan came from. We didn't know how he rose to power with the saviors and everything. But we didn't have to know that because of his actions and the way he commanded the space around him. We knew he had some kind of evil leverage and just total, you know, he he definitely backed up his words with actions. Whereas, there's, bit, there's an authority that comes with Jeffrey Dean Morgan that I don't think Colby yeah. has, but I, yeah. think she, I think she does work better in intimate moments compared to large scale moments. Yeah, so that's I. I just I just don't feel that. I mean, when you're looking at them, you know, in juxtaposition, they're they're similar beats, but man, she just could not sell that. And I don't know if it was the writing of the character or the actress herself, but but yeah. And speaking of how commanding Jeffrey Dean Morgan is, if you guys watch Hot Ones, his recent episode that he was the guest on Hot Ones. I'm, I'm sure he ate some great wings, but for this episode, I, anyway. I, I, I agree. I do agree with you that it's, but I think in this episode, it actually works that it's not necessarily convincing because as Russ, you're alluding oh, to, there's something, there's something else that's happening here, but also she is at her most desperate, right? Because it, like everything she's doing hinges on the fact that she's doing it specifically for Dakota this time around, where in the past, because we as an audience are hazy on our motivations it just plays kind of bland, right? Because you don't know, like, how is this person in control? What is going on here? Here, her plans are all messed up, and she only has one real goal, which is to find the, find her daughter. Spoilers again, sorry, Jerry. Like, and, and figure out that situation. Beyond that, she has no real control anymore, and it's getting to her, and everything falls apart because of it. So, like, it actually, you know, this time around when we ask that question, how is she in charge? It feels justified. It's like, how? How? And it's like, well, she's not really. Everyone else has seemed to turn against her. Yeah, <clears throat> and Aaron, I think to your question, the closest we came uh-huh. was remember when they sent Strand and Alicia to yeah, like to, the, uh, the, to destroy all the to, to Ranger training camp. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, I mean, they obviously they were treating those people pretty harshly. Um, but even then, but, that's not that's not so much the Rangers doing damage as much as it's the Rangers just throwing them into a situation and yeah. letting the world work itself out. Right? I mean, yeah. Like there's right. no there's no one that's swinging a bat like Negan on the Rangers. Team. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. So the, obviously the 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 situation is is getting tense. Um and. Virginia's trying to get her sister back and trying to use the group as leverage uh, against Morgan because because Morgan has her and is nowhere to be seen. Um, and she keeps threatening. And then, of course, Morgan shows up on horseback and tells her basically that she's not going to do anything and this is all over for her. I did like um, that scene. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, it was really well shot the, with, to, to have – Again, there's a lot in this episode that felt like a western, oh, like yeah. a true western. This like really um, hits that hard. Yeah, yeah. And Daryl, Dar- you know what's great about this one? Black, black cowboys. Lots of black I'm cowboys. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Um, 
and then uh, you know he he the reason that he he says it's over for her, and, and so Morgan kind of spills the beans here and says that the, you know that Virginia is a huge hypocrite, and that Dakota is the one that killed the ranger, and then they they punished the wrong person, and Virginia knew it, and she covered it up. And it's just the whole like rules for thee, not for me kind of thing uh, going on is what is what Morgan's trying to communicate to everybody else. Um, and then she tries to, she tells Strand to to kill Daniel, um, who's already been whacked in the um, whacked in the head at this point. Daniel, he's been beaten, yeah, like several times already. That is good. And the the jig is up for for Daniel at this point. Like he goes up and and even Strand's like, "Oh, you remember who I am?" And Daniel's like, "Yeah, that that story for another time." <laughs> like basically, yeah, I'm, I'm I was uh, I was making it all up, uh, kind of thing. Um, and uh, he 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 tells Strand to, to kill Daniel, and Strand turns on Virginia, and then they all kind of like turn on on. Uh, on each other, like some of the rangers turn on her, some of the rangers turn back on him, and it start it starts to turn into a real, um, Showdown. a real a real standoff here. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then, uh, I have my note that Strand shot Virginia. Was it Strand or was it Strand shoots Virginia in the shoulder? Right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then what Rust, what Rich was alluding to was somehow Virginia immediately jumps to holding Grace hostage and moving her to a car. Mm-hmm. It's like she's shot in the shoulder. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> shot in the whole shot- shoulder on her hand on her arm that has no hand. Yeah. And I mean, I thought it was great her use of the speed force to suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So makes Barry uh, Allen jealous. But you know, keep- aside aside from that. It is fun to see a you know a shootout in The Walking Dead. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, great. yeah, it, like a like a OK Corral yeah, style exactly. shootout yeah. going on. And plus, and, I mean, and Strand, I'm, I'm sorry, Chef. Strand, Strand is a lot of what Virginia isn't, right? He knows how to manipulate yeah. people. He know he's charismatic. He knows how to get people on his side. So for this to happen is totally in character. It was unexpected, but oh, yeah. it totally made sense. Oh yeah, the second yeah. the second he announced the fact that he's doing this, there's no question that of course he did this. Like yeah, that's him. Yeah. Well, and then as they're taking, as she's taking Grace and she's dragging um, Daniel and everything. I'm thinking, let him go. They don't think Daniel. They think he's a weak old man with a cut on his head. Right. He gets in that car alone with that. Ra- Come on, man. I'm surprised that station wagon made it a half mile out of town before Daniel took out that ranger. That's why I was like, "Come on!" Well, that's why they had to hit him to get to like make it believe he was concussed. Yeah, to make it believable that he wouldn't be in you know shape to take to do that. Because I I don't disagree. I'd be fully prepared to see a fun shot of just the van drives back up and it's just them and Daniel's that's like, "I took care of him." Yeah, I really was. I was yeah. like, Daniel is going to f them up. <laughs> Did you see that gash though? I mean, the, yeah, the, the yeah, makeup yeah. crew did a really yeah. good job. I mean, his, his head was this guy's like split open. explosions, you know, and walked away. Come on, Strand's gonna strand. Yeah. Strand's gonna strand. That's right. It's kind of um, hilarious how much like punishment Daniel's taken throughout this series, and Strand has maybe got like a, a cut on his finger once. Like he's been so clean throughout this thing, despite the horrible stuff that he's been involved in throughout the show. 
I think he's going to get comeuppance at some point, though. It's going to come around on him. I don't know. I I'm not denying that there's, that there's some gonna... maybe eventual like end yeah. point for him, but in terms of what I've seen of this man, he's really come out unscathed given everything that's happened, which is impressive for this world. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's 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 a, he's a you know a con man. He's a he's he that's he's he knows how to survive. That's period. Yeah. But, but you, even before the apocalypse, you know, he found a way to make sure he lived his best life. So yeah, they take off with Grace and Daniel, um, and of course, Strand wants Virginia, and Morgan needs to keep her alive because obviously now she's got Grace and Daniel. More importantly for him, Grace, um, and and that <clears throat> that needs to he needs he needs her alive. Um, so Morgan Morgan takes off with her um, and and tells her that um, Morgan takes off with her. They kind of find a place to to relax and hide, and this is a great Morgan scene. This scene right here, like like Lenny James, his delivery uh-huh. in this scene with him and Virginia was some of the best work I think he's done on this show. Period. I don't know. It was a it was a it wasn't a very long scene, but just his delivery, I just it just really stuck out stuck out to me. Um, but he he tells Virginia that uh, Dakota is the one that saved him. And she's like, you know, she didn't believe him. And he's like, well, no, it was her. Um, you know, I didn't believe her at first either. And then shows her the note and says, is this her handwriting? And then Virginia looks at it and knows that it is. Um, it's good work from her as well, I think, as far as especially think, yeah, think for somebody about, who, about yeah, it, I'm not think about it about after it, yeah. the fact as far as what she's recognizing there, because it's. You know, we're going to learn that it's her daughter, so it's like there's a lot there's a lot of processing going on that I think works well. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, that's what comes of it is um, she has this revelation. She's like, "Look, I need I need to see Dakota. There's something I have to tell her, but I have to do it in person. It has to be. I can't tell her over the radio." And Morgan's like, well, "What is it?" You know, he he pushes her on what it is, and she says, "Look, it's not. I'm not her sister. I'm I'm her mother." and you know, the, her, the, her, she was young and her parents were, you know, ashamed and all this other kind of stuff. Um, and then of course, Morgan hears that the, the cavalry is, has found them. What it always cracks me up that there's so much open land with nobody around and any one of these characters could pick a direction and head off in. And somehow the other, the other, uh, the, the other group is able to track and find them. It's like, they, they're of just, all the they're li- expert expert trackers, all of them. Yeah, of, <laughs> the best. of all the, you basically have an almost unlimited uh, direction to travel in, and somehow they they find the direction. Even, but anyway, that's that's just that's just the way it is. Um, but it always cracks me up when it happens. Um, so uh, of course, Strand is there, shows up with the, the Rangers and the SWAT van shows up. And so Morgan piles her into the, tr- into the, tr- uh, into the station wagon or in, and then um, they take off. And of course the SWAT van uh, uh, shoots them up and they're not able to make it uh, very far. Um, the, 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 the SWAT van obviously hit the radiator or hit, hit the fuel tank, I think is what they said, cause it ran out of gas. Um, and so they, they basically have to stop, get out and they go on the run again. 
and at that point, Sherry shows up with her mask on. Uh, it took me a second to figure out. I was like, who is that? And then when she took the mask off, I was like, oh, that's Sherry. That's right. She she ran off with the uh, mask. Yeah. With, with, that's why I wanted to bring up, Russ. I'm sorry to cut you off there. What do we call these guys? The mask crew, Sherry's Sherry's the, the SWAT team. I mean, because I'm watching, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, you got you know these all the different factions have their own little like names that we have for them or whatever. Sherry's group doesn't. They're just like they're the guys with the masks in the SWAT band. You know? And what's their motivation? I mean, the only motivation they've ever expressed is killing Virginia, and yeah. now that that's over with, it's like, well, what what is their end? game what is well what to is be fair goal? we haven't we don't know what's next because we haven't seen the next episode but as far as their motivation it was to kill virginia that was it they're just gonna walk yeah. the earth yeah. yeah but i mean she's like they're i think of... fight it with these guys and it's like what are these guys they're they're well, they kind of say that they punished the i mean in a way they're saying that they their <clears> whole <throat> thing is to like punish virginia and um and i guess that uh, for the next episode or whatever i think they're just going to keep going and, and doing stuff like that like whenever they think they see something whenever there's cops beating up on a guy exactly whenever there's exactly. a kid going hungry because doesn't they're have like, to yeah they're like the uh well we'll kind of get to what their deal is i think at the end i mean strand lays it out so yeah we need a name for him though help us out listeners Yes. Masconditos. Yes. I, I don't know. I, I, I might want to workshop that a little bit. Let's let's work I'm, this. I'm just gonna make it longer, so I, I don't know. <laughs> Masconditos. And Doritos. The Cool Ranch Masconditos. <laughs> so Shelly's there, right? Yes, yeah, <laughs> Sherry. The Sherry fan. Sh- Sherry's there. Um, and then. Uh, <clears throat> Morgan kind of explains to her, like, look, I, I've I've got to keep her alive because they, you know, again, she's he tries to kind of explain what's going on. Um, and Morgan ends up taking her back to the home base, the the kind of the the spot they have uh, set up that that they've been working as this kind of new home that they're they're this new community they're setting up. Um, the dam, and you can see inside. There's people working. They're farming. Um, it's it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty well established little base that they've they've got setting setting set up there, um, and of course everybody's back. You know Alicia and uh, Al and um, <clears throat> the rest of them are all are all there. Um, this is the first time like the entire cast has all been one spot in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also it contributes to why I think this is the best episode. <laughs> like it just it brings everyone yeah. together. Is real um, question. Is Daryl Mitchell still on this show? I was going to ask, where's Wendell? I haven't seen him in a while. Y- yeah, like I, if he's understandably he could be just busy or doing like other things, and they just don't have a storyline for. But I'm like, isn't he here somewhere? Like I was just kind of wondering. I mean, I know they separated him, but you would like, think where else that would he be? Sarah would, <laughs> at, yeah, or Sarah would at least be making sure she got him back with them or maybe maybe it's implied he's there and uh they just haven't yeah i, I don't know that's i mean it's a good question i mean story it's a good question from a story perspective and from a like a real life perspective of did did he leave the, the show he says he's still in the cast 
Hmm. He was just in a recent episode of NCIS New Orleans. So maybe it's a COVID thing too. That, that's what I'm wondering if it's just like a availability thing, especially given not that it's impossible for a you know a handicapped actor to travel, but I can't imagine it makes it any easier in this kind of situation. Yeah, and if I mean I don't know his his personal situation, but if he's you know it it could have been a safety thing for him personally too like if he has some you know if if he you know has has some some condition that um related to his his paralysis that might make him more susceptible to to something if if he were to get it i don't know if that that played into yeah, so it so i'm just wondering as far as where because he, he's you know it's been a while since we've seen this yeah and then i'm just trying to think of like the the character himself, like, where is where do we leave him? That's what I'm trying to like wonder. I, I think I think the last we saw, they just separated him, right? That that's all we know is like they made a point of separating him and, and oh, as Sarah. far as he's still with like the Rangers somewhere, like some other Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe next week yeah. he'll be back. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, like I completely forgot there was a rabbi on the show, and then he came back at the end. I was like, oh yeah, there's a rabbi on the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, the yeah, it's like hey, it's a rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so Strand and company show up. They're able to tr- to track them down, and this this was a really cool the way that like Strand's men were kind of lined up outside, and the the SWAT van was out there, and Al is out there, and they're kind of relaying information back to just this whole the way this thing was whole this yeah. part of it was kind of laid yeah. out, and the way it played out, I thought was just really really well done. Agreed. I agree. It was really nailing the again this kind of Western vibe it's going for, yes. also giving it this kind of sense of scope. Uh, for Fear of the Walking Dead that I've rarely seen done this effectively. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, the, anyway, the, you know, Strand is adamant. He wants Virginia. That's all there is to it. <clears throat> Morgan's pretty adamant that um, he he needs to keep her alive because because of what's going on with, um, with Grace. Um, and I think Virginia finally gets to that point where she realizes – um, she's kind of out of options, right? Like she's, um, she, she doesn't really have money, many moves to make. There's not really any way she's going to get out of this. I think unscathed. I think she feels like she says something early on. I forgot to mention it. Um, everybody's turning on me today, which is, I mean, it's a good line, but it's so true. Like everyone's pissed. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if, if Virginia wants to, to, to change the deal that she'll go, um, she'll go out there. Um, if Dakota gets to live there and that Morgan has to be the one to, to do her in. And, uh, and so Morgan walks her out and there's conveniently a pile of, uh, of rocks or, or bricks or whatever head, they are that, that are just stones. right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Head chopping stones. Yes. <laughs> uh, right, right there. And Morgan tells her, you know, he grabs his, his bloody ax and says, you know, he's got to be the one to do it. And, Strand doesn't seem to be happy about that, but at the same time, ultimately, he's getting what he wants. Um, and so Morgan, you know, it's all set up. Everything's ready. He goes to take the swing, and he can't do it. He gets about halfway through, and he can't do it. And again, for the second time this episode, I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I was really starting to to feel like, you know, just like – I, I was I was concerned with the with how this was going to go and in the way it was going to go, and it actually went in a direction that surprised me, and I think I think actually worked 
you know, when it when it was done. It, it ultimately um, works at the same time. It does. It has to. You have to push yourself to get because for one thing, it's like I want Morgan to do this. Only he can kill me. And Morgan's like, all right, let me do this long drawn out version where I use my giant axe thing to to behead you in front of everyone. It's like if you want Morgan to cleanly kill you, just let him shoot you in the back of the head. Like I mean, like if that's, if that's yeah. the solution, just do it. Like, but no, we need to do this because otherwise, you can't have a big dramatic speech happen. But the speech is so damn effective. It's like okay, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> Right. Um, so, yeah, he goes to, to wind up and take a swing. And then we even get this little flashback montage of like all the bad things that she's done and everything else that's going on. And, uh, you know, just kind of like a like Morgan kind of thinking about things. And then actually probably the best acting, I think maybe Kobe Menefee's done on the show was where she's sitting there just like crying yeah. and screaming and telling him, you know, just just do it. Just do it. You know, just, you know, just, you know, stop you know um you know just her this the exchange her and morgan has and she goes he again he goes to 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 wind up and and swing again and he, he can't he do it like three times and it's and, like, oh boy, this is yeah. stressful <laughs> yeah. it was. like the tension was so good in the yeah. scene i mean and he just couldn't do it <laughs> like he just uh I, and i thought he was and then i think what i liked about it too is that he could have done it and it would have been fine too like mm-hmm. it could have went either way, so you just don't know what he was gonna do. I was worried something else was gonna happen. Like some third party was gonna come in and shoot one of them and at that at that I point. Think, uh, yeah. yeah, I thought Sherry was gonna shoot her. I really did because she was mm-hmm. standing right there and yeah. What I think is effective is that the show has done enough to make it that every it's it, it who shot Mr. Burns did right like everybody has a, everybody has a good yeah. reason to go after her right now so I wouldn't be dissatisfied by whoever actually gets to like land the killing blow on her although yeah. it does end with the most practical one by the end of this episode so yeah yeah of course um but yeah so Morgan gives this great speech about how. Like he can't, you know, they need to start being better. They need to start living better. If they, if they just do this, then they're no better than she is. Um, and at the point of coming, sorry, heard what? it. The yeah. killing heard needs it. to stop. I wrote heard that. It. Yeah. Heard yes. it all yes. before. Exactly. Heard yes. exactly. <laughs> I, I'll say this about this though. Cause yes, I, you know, it's a recurring motif as far as the, in both shows, really, as far as, like, what we need to do versus what we are doing or whatnot. But, like, there's a point where, like, what, where, where Shelly, Sherry, Shelly, Sherry yells at Morgan, you're the same as her. And my thought was, no, he's not. Like, that's not, he's not the same as her. Yeah. Like, that, that's a bunch of nonsense. But she doesn't know him that well, so I can I can allow it. But as far as the show goes, as far as getting to the speech, what I remember when this, before the, the um, Virginia stuff started happening, I was, despite how good the episodes are i was really into the we're just you know the main cast we're just rolling around trying to save people like that was a cool like that was a cool concept for what do we do different in this walking dead universe versus the other one okay we're just like not even vigilantes just people that want to help like i really like that idea and so like this speech is all about morgan be like hey remember when we were doing that let's go back to that again <laughs> let's just go like plant you know uh, buckets of stuff for people to you know use if they need it and like you know, all that thing. like let's get back to that again like I I really appreciate what Morgan was trying to say even if yes it is infringing upon the same basic like Rick speech or whatever every time he comes to the end of a big bad st- big bad storyline I still like I know what he was after as far as okay 
yeah, we, if we just murder her, we're just going to murder everybody. So why don't we just go back to the other thing we were doing, which was helping people. Granted, yeah, you know, if you took her out, everybody would be a lot happier anyway. <laughs> so, you know, we could, we could stop after her and I think we'll be fine, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so at that point, Morgan takes her up and takes her to Dakota um, and lets her tell Dakota the truth. Because at first when she comes in, Dakota's like, why didn't you kill her? You told me you were going to kill her and, um, you know, just just kill her. And and so then Virginia has to tell Dakota the truth. And, of course, at first she didn't uh, she didn't believe it. Um but she also stand, she also goes by her word so she uh um she she called whoever needed to be called to 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 bring um uh Daniel and and the rest of them back um and you know again Morgan says you know hey there's 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 too much killing and that that you know they they need to stop um and um, he goes back out there and, and, and just tells him like, look, it's, you know, what, what, why don't we all just, just live here? Like we can all be, we can, you know, start again and, and, and do things a different way and, and not live like her. And, um, obviously some of them feel that they can do that strand, not being one of them. And, uh, June at this point gets off the horse and goes with them. And so at this point you're thinking, oh, okay. So she's, she gets it, right? She's going to she's going to pull a Maggie kind of sorta and turn the other cheek, right? Like, you know, just understand that there there's a they're going to try and live a, a better way. Um and then we get the moment with uh, Sherry and Dwight <clears throat> where you know Sherry's like, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm not at the point you are now. Like I can't I can't. I can't come back here. <clears throat> I can't live here. I can't I can't be, you know, in the same place as her." And Dwight tries to convince her um, to stay, which has got to be tough because the man literally walked halfway across the country to go find his wife and finds his wife. And now they can't be. I together. mean, they already um, weren't together. <laughs> they tried, okay, that, they tried right. that like four weeks ago. And it was you know, like, what a, right. Explain to me why. Because, I mean, she has nothing to like now that Virginia's dead or whatever. I mean, well, no, well, she's, she's not, not dead. Right, yeah, I understand. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Get ahead of, sorry. She's still in the cast. You know, she'll be back. <laughs> Not the yeah. last we see her. Um, but and so then we cut to Alicia talking to Strand, and she's tries to Alicia tries to reason with him, um, and to to get you know get him to understand. And um, this is when Strand send, says, "Hey, I we need to prep for what's out there," and he basically says, "Let me show you." Um, so at, at this point, I, I think. You know, knowing that there's there's something coming in the rest of the season, I'm guessing is that Strand knows about whatever it is that's out there. That either that either um, Virginia was kind of gathered this militia for in the first place, like what she was, you know, what what their purpose was and the and why they were doing this, or he became aware of something else going on, but any it's clear it, it, or it was clear to me, at least in this, in this spot that he has a reason that strand has a reason for being strand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he's willing to show uh, Alicia what, what that reason is. There's the, 
there's a submarine thing going on, right? Is that this show or is that World Beyond? No, that's the show. <laughs> that's the show, right? Okay. Yeah. No, <laughs> they're crossing that's the my one. wires. Yeah, this is okay. Nope. So there's still like a Chekhov submarine as well. Floating around out there, there's a submarine, yeah. yes. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah, yeah, so there's you know, there's plans, obviously. You know, if somebody told Strand you're just like her, I'd believe it more because yeah, Strand, Strand as you know, as much as I like Strand, he he has a lot more working toward working him closer to Virginia than, but than he's Morgan, so much than better at it. He's oh yeah. That's so the thing. Better at it. That's, <laughs> yeah. the, that's the difference. Strand will succeed in whatever he needs to do. Yes, that's that's, exactly. I believe that easily. And I love it. We didn't talk about it too much, but I love the bit even when strand kind of takes over and when he, he's holding the, 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 uh, the Rangers back and everything and going to shoot, he makes that same symbol that Virginia does the two fingers yeah. up and the, you know, just the ways, um, so again, Strand is totally keyed in on, I mean, that's his thing, right? Like he, he knows how to exploit and, um, and fit in and kind of, uh, you know, warm his way into things. And so I, I, again, I thought that was a, that was a cool detail. Um, but, um, so then we cut back in, into the group, um, June's patched her up, uh, Virginia took the, took the bullet out, patched her up. Um, and then Morgan says, you need to take Dakota and leave, you know, go down, follow the river and get out of here. Like she needs you and you need to be gone. Like, so he's basically exiling her, um, and not, not letting her stay. Both of them, really. (laughs) As much as we're all like, Dakota could have a second. They don't want her there. Like, (laughs) they don't want her out of this. Yeah. Yeah. She shot John Dory. Of course. Yeah. So they all, they all walk out. Um, and then June is there and then June pulls the gun and asked her why she why she killed why D- Dakota killed John and she said I asked you before and you said you didn't know but I think you know exactly why um, and you were the reason and shoots her straight in the oh, head yeah, before uh, that she says I'd do anything for my daughter yeah so I mean it was pretty obvious yeah and, and I'm assuming because at first I was like, well, why did she bother patching him up, patching her up to then turn around and shoot her like that? And my my guess is she needed to prove to the rest of them that she could be trusted. So well, no, like obviously I, if she I think she was actually going along with it. And then but when June or I mean, when Virginia made some comment about protecting her daughter, whenever they were having the conversation where June was talking about her daughter. That's when June started to walk away after that. And then that's, I forget what she said, but that's when she said something like, I'd do anything for my dog. I, I, I buy what you're saying, Chubbs. I think it's an yeah. emotion's got the better of her as far as, yeah. What, yeah. I, mean, I I can buy that, you know, she wants to show that she can play ball, but I feel, I still think she's been just on the edge the whole time. And like, mm-hmm. she got with like the rabbi gave her, gave her that letter, gave her John's letter. Right. And, um, She's had time to kind of sit with that and just think about things, and I just, I just think in the heat of the moment she acted as opposed to backing down. I just interesting because I just I I took it as a lot more calculated. I took it as her trying to gain the trust so she could be that they would leave her alone. But I, mean, I don't think that's I mean, impossible. But I, what you guys are saying yeah. is is totally possible. I don't think that's I just, impossible. I but I, I think June, June doesn't. Based off what we've seen of her, she seems less of a schemer compared to some of the other characters and more of an emotional person. 
Well, sure. Also, no, it makes total wanted, sense. She wants to be in this new community, and Morgan had just said, "If you're willing to abide by the laws we're creating here, come on in." Hmm. And of course, now she leaves. Well, I was like, uh, I was more thinking that maybe she was going along with it, and she did have altruistic goals to begin with. But then, you know, Dory dying was the breaking point. You know, at that point, she's like. I'm not. I'm not down with this with Virginia anymore, and that was that was what changed. Uh-huh. And, I mean, again, and all all these are valid reads. Yep. So it's probably the best acting I've ever seen out of Jenna Elfman. I mean, I haven't seen her in a whole lot, but I I love you this character, be... and I mean, I like her as an actress, but she this character is really good. It was good. I mean, it, again, shot really well. Like she shoots June in the or. Um, she shoots uh, Virginia in the in the head, and get that good, you get that good then, shot of her walking out the doorway with Virginia's head all you know busted out blood and everything. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah she's dead. Yeah, because <laughs> for a second, yep. you know, for a half second, like I was like, did she like shoot the wall or something? And it's just like really stupid. Yeah, yeah. Like, nope, she shot her. <laughs> nope, shot her. Clean. I would have been disappointed if, uh, if they had if she had shot the wall or whatever. Uh-huh. Is. Yeah. Now, when yeah. June walks out of the church's front door. And you see Dakota coming up behind where Morgan and Alicia are. I was just hoping that she was just going to reach out and bam her too. I, I know that that probably would have been too far, but I, I she killed John. That's all I can say. We're all mad she killed John. Yeah. But yeah, great, a, a great shot, and they the, they really can't do anything but just kind of look at her as she walks away, and so she puts the hat on. She's got the hair down. John's hat on, and has yes, John's hat specifically. Yeah, and has you know her hair's down, the hat's on. She's got the gun in hand, walking away. It was just a really cool. Again, the the, the obvious the, this episode had an obvious western motif, and that that was kind of the capper capper to it. So we're walking off into the sunset. Pretty much. And that's where we end the episode. So I think we've uh, we've all talked about our how how uh, positive we are on this one. So, Aaron, how many how many Tobies do you give the things left to do? I give it five Tobies. I mean, again, it's like even if there's like minor you know stuff that we've pointed out or what have you. The the fact is that what when I see a five you know, Toby or Buster episode, it's because I feel like the show is accomplishing everything that it is capable of doing. It's something that, it, you know, beyond whatever flaws, the core ideas of the show seem to be like being withheld to the extreme. The characters are all on point, and, you know, like whatever action or zombie stuff or whatever is like really good too. like all of those things add together. That's what makes what a quote unquote perfect episode of the series would be. So in terms of what I've seen out of fear of the walking dead, this is as good as I think it gets, and I think it's very good. So five Tobies. Excellent. Daryl, how many Tobies do you give it? Uh, well, I guess I got to go with it. It is one. Of, I think it was one of the best written episodes of Fear. Like, probably period. I mean, since we've been doing this thing. Um, so I'd probably give it, I'd probably give it four and a half. It was that good. It did everything. uh, It gave everybody the the nice kind of, you know, direction, endings, changing of their, you know, their goals to what they want to do. And 
and wrapping up things that need to be wrapped up. So, yeah, it was just that good. Jim? Uh, for two weeks in a row now, I'm breaking out to 4.5, man. This was a great episode. Really enjoyed it. I'm I'm really, uh, I'm glad this uh, series is coming back strong. It really, I think it really needed this kind of boost um, after kind of being, you know, kind of sagging there for a bit. So 4.5 all the way. Great episode. Nice. Chubbs? Yeah, like, you know, you kind of want to dock it for a couple of the editing choices and a few things, but at the same time, there were so many great moments and so many great lines. I mean, like that line when Morgan says to Virginia, it's all over Virginia. I know it sucks because it was all over for me once, too. I mean, that there was just so many good inter, uh, exchanges between characters and whatnot, and um, I, I was ultimately happy that was that Virginia was gone. I was very happy that her very terrible accent was more subdued now, um, and now it's subdued forever. Uh, it's way more subdued now. Oh, yeah. uh, I I'm really just kind of tired of Sherry, but that has nothing really to do with this episode. I'm just kind of tired of that everything with her whole story. Um, but I have to agree with Aaron. I mean, this is hands down the best out of Fear the Walking Dead yet. And, you know, so, yeah, five Tobys for sure, and I'll even throw in a Buster and a Burning Tire. What are we giving World Beyond again? I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, very um, good. Five. This episode gets the Chub Toad cake of approval. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> what? The world Beyond is Big Moe's. Big Moe's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to give it five as well. I, I thought maybe coming into this episode, I was being like, I thought maybe I was out of whack on my opinion on this one. And <clears throat> hearing you guys talk just kind of reinforced it. So, um, so yeah, five, five Tobys. I, I was shocked too. I watched it. I was like, Wait, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is all yeah. good. This is like really good, and like we were positive last yeah, week I mean, too. Like for the most, like we had our nitpicks here and there, but like yeah. it was a good yeah, episode. Yeah. And this is just like, oh, okay, they they I follow watched, through. I watched this episode twice, and I watched the ending scene in the church all the way to the walk in the sunset probably four or five times today on YouTube. It's just that speaks a lot there because it's rare that I watch a Fear the Walking Dead more than once before we record. So. Yeah. yeah, and you know, just this whole Western aesthetic. I think just they they pulled it off well, and I think that that deserves kind of high praise in and of itself because I think that could easily have been cliched. I think it could have easily been a little too ham fisted, and I think they did a really good job of of making that fit in the show and not really changing the show too much. So. Uh, well done. That's a good point. Like it does uh, really take on that aesthetic uh, better than you might think it would. It could easily be like a playing dress up kind of thing, and instead, it's like no, it just makes sense given where they are and what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I was just as surprised. Oh, I was going to say, mean, I was I, just as surprised as anyone that I enjoyed it this much. You know? Yeah, I I know we we didn't focus a lot on Strand this episode, but I thought Coleman Domingo did. A fantastic okay, sure. job with with what he was doing with that character in this yeah. episode. Um, just the fact that he was on the horse for ninety percent of it, um, and just just the way I, 
it was easy for me to tell like he had another agenda and there's something else going on. So anyway, I just I, hats off to him like, in, what, in this. I, I actually had the question like, would he do the right thing or would he not do that? Like, do you just he was just you know like his his agenda. You just didn't know what his what his uh, agenda was or what side he was on. He's always on the same side, man. He's on Strand's side. Yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, he wears black cowboy pretty well. He's rocking his duds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, he felt he felt a little at home there. <clears throat> um, all right. Well, cool. That's what we thought about this week's episode. So we, we got a little bit of a twofer this week. So um, the thread for last week. Yeah, the the thread for last week's episode uh, was put up a little late since we actually recorded on Monday, um, so we put it up there. So we're actually going to do last week's Toby's and this week's Toby's, and they will both be read by Mr. Okay, Deets. I'm... Oh, I see. I'm sorry. My bad. Okay, yes. Well, we have last week's first. First week's last, I guess. Um I'm just trying to remember. Oh, I didn't read any of these because I had last week off. Man, I'm lazy. Okay. Luckily, I'm hydrated and ready to roll. Last week's episode of The Door, Death of John Dory. People have a lot of things to say. Johnny Storer started off, man, oh, man, am I bummed they killed John. I guess the actor approached them at the end of the season for an exit strategy. <laughs> what a bummer. They filmed the scene when he turned when he turned when they started to film again, so they've been silent about the scene for a year and a half. Uh Oh, kudos. I'm sorry. Kudos to them, but damn, I'm really bummed. What's up with the show and killing characters we love, then they try to make us like them, which I don't. Um, yeah, that's kind of The Walking Dead, Johnny. Um, it's been happening since the beginning. Uh, Tammy Lynn wrote in. I, I can't write any. Oh. Sorry. Uh, Kevin Barry wrote in. Pour out one for JD. 4.5 busters out of 5. This was a death I did not see happening right now. The impact is probably bigger because it was the premiere and not the finale as planned, but regardless, Dilla Hunt was on his A game. Really liked this character and I really felt something when John died. Yukiyoshi Sawasis, better get a jug for this one. Okay, buddy. I hear you. You ready? Okay. 4.5, sad blue Parenchythurus hepatis fish out of 5. I hope I said that right. One, ah, back to the cabin. No one will for John here, except everyone. Two, so it looks like Morgan and Virginia are at a hostage stalemate where one knows one won't kill the other hostage because he's good and good is dumb. Uh, And the other knows they won't kill the hostage because there's a 2% chance the other will kill them. In short, it's who has the balls to follow through. And I guess the cells were not wheelchair accessible, and that's why Wendell isn't in his cell. (laughs) There you go. There's a good plausible theory. Uh, and hey, good on Ginny now putting kids in cages. Remember them? I guess the rabbi gets a pass too. Three, eight seasons of the parent show and three of his own. And we finally learn what Morgan did before the fall. He was a mechanic. I can die satisfied now. Wait, what did Dwayne, what did Wayne Dunlap do before the fall? I need to know. Bonus points if anyone remembers that character. Anybody? Uh, four. F- <laughs> I, 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 I no. take by your uh, your gathered silence that the answer is no. Four, forcing John to come with you, Morgan, and get you trying to save him for killing himself, but telling Virginia your location is a risky move. Five, Dakota killed Cameron? 
Like, no one saw that coming. Kids showed sociopathic signs all season. Oh, she shot John? It's time to riot. Rebel, rebel. Six. I have to say, I never thought Dakota would be the one to save Morgan. Generally surprised. However, if that were me, I would not let that be the reason to keep her alive after what she did to my best friend. You lost your repayment voucher and Morgantown citizenship when you killed John. Now you're just a bargaining chip. Better hope you stay that way for a long time, because once you're not, you'll be sleeping with the fishes. Eight. Just keep swimming, John. <laughs> Inappropriate. Uh, eight. Got to say, I haven't felt this bad for a character death in a while. John, you were too good for this world, but thank you for enduring it for these many years that you had. Thanks to that, you helped a lot of good people, and you will be remembered for it. John Dory, I give you mercy. Nine. If I were June, after mercying John, I'd go back to that cabinet. Before Junie could ask, is he okay, I'd slash your throat. No mercy for her. Wow. Nice prediction. They're close. A uh, 10. All in all, it was an amazing episode. It would have been a 5, but they killed John. So points had to be taken out for that. For the facts, in the memoriam on Talking Dead for this episode, the walker that Dakota kills is credited as Dakota would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for this meddling walker. Uh, Grace is about seven months pregnant now. It was confirmed that the movie John watches is Meet John Doe, which is the first movie John and June watch together. Uh, Callback Corner. Uh, Dakota mentions that somebody stocks the shelves with everything that I needed in order to patch Morgan up. While at Bill's for the first time, June had rearranged the medical supplies in order to make it easier in case someone came by needing them. Hmm. June finds the empty zombified John the exact same way in position he had found her, aside from June still being alive, it being daytime instead of nighttime, and John not being slumped over in a canoe. Kampai! Eric Jackson writes in, Doors 2, guys with names starting with a J, zero. Thought it was a really solid episode. Uh, Seth Tillman, just some notes. This entire episode took place in two places, John Cabins and Bill's General Store. They never went to John's boyhood home. Same cabin from John and June episode, and same store they checked movies out of. John's father was a homicide detective and planted evidence to convict a man he knew to be guilty but couldn't prove it. After the conviction, John's father left, and John never knew why till later. I think this was explained in the first half of the episode, or John's first. And then Kenneth Shorten wrote in, Five out of five Tobys is the first episode in a long time that actually shocked me. I never saw John's death coming. Kudos to the writers for actually putting fear back into the series. They even managed to make the Walkers feel like a real threat again. Rest in power, John, my favorite character on the show. Okay, that was last week's. Excuse me. Uh, you got to stay hydrated. And now on to this week. Uh, we only had a couple for this week, though, but Yuki Yoshi weighed in, so I have, of course, I bet you read. Uh, Lisa Kelly wrote in, I think we know John wins suicide, but to have that little blank, uh, take him out. I wasn't keen on June initially, but she avenged John's tragic death so far. Good on you, June. Toby's out of five. I just wish she brought down Dakota as well. Maybe she will. See, Chubb, you're not the only one. And Yukiyoshi Sawada wrote in, once again, five, my mercy outweighs my wrath out of five. <laughs> nice callback. Uh, one, to be fair, Virginia did not know John caught Dakota as the murderer, so she was telling the truth when she said she didn't know why she killed John. Not that it mattered, dude. June's made up her mind. Two, it's always satisfying seeing someone realize that everything they work for is crashing down. Watching Virginia rave like a crazy person was good. Note, I trust Victor. Three, so Dakota... Dakota is Virginia's daughter. Wow, didn't see that coming. I have to say that is a pleasant surprise. The show being able to give us more surprises is a surprise in itself. Four, 
I think Virginia, seeing what Morgantown was growing into, made her realize her future she was kept seeing was right in front of her. Morgan did it better. Morgantown, that's his name, Virginia. Uh, five, Morgan, we can't give her up or else Daniel and Grace will die. Victor, the Rangers want Virginia to give her to us now. Morgan, we can't give her up or else Daniel and Grace will die. Sherry, we want Virginia. Give it to us. Give her to us. Uh, Morgan, goddamn, we can't give her up or else Daniel and Grace will die. Victor, then co- we'll come get her by force. Morgan, seriously, this isn't a hard concept, people. We can't give her up or else J- Greenville, Gr- Daniel and Grace will die. How is no one understanding this? Six, Morgan, we can't kill her. If we do this, then we'd be starting a future built on bloodshed and hate. We'd be no better than Negan. I mean, Virginia, no better than Virginia, yeah? Dwight, wow, that was embarrassing. Seven, Sherry leaving Dwight is kind of a bummer, but I guess Dwight is okay with it. You'll be back, dummy. Eight, you know, Virginia kind of grew on me, and in a way, I see what she was trying to do. Good intentions, bad way of getting to them. I wonder if June still would have killed her if she had told the truth of covering up for Dakota. Then, again, she did kind of, by saying, I'd do anything to protect my daughter, June out. Uh, nine, this is the first episode of season six where all the main cast members appear. That's right. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, ten, when June kills Virginia, her face is clean, but when she heads outside, there is a streak of blood that she wipes off. This was an amazing mid-season premiere. Bummed a little that we're done with Virginia, but from a writing stance, it is the most logical thing after John. Now we have an excuse to keep Dakota since she didn't die out on her own. Uh, I, oh, she would die out on her own. I still trust Victor, and June gave her mercy shooting. Her death by axe is not quick. Uh, hmm. Other than this episode feeling, feeling like a rehash of the end of the Savior War, uh, nearly done to the My Mercy Always, My Wrath, amazing episode, Kampai. That is the end of our comments, and if you would like to hear your comments and be part of our show, by all means, drop a line down at the Facebook group. It's my uh, facebook.com slash group slash WDTV podcast. Uh, leave your comments there. Leave your Tobies. Uh, we're back to beyond, uh, World Beyond. Leave your Big Mo's. Uh, you can also catch uh, links to Aaron's reviews of Invincible uh, there on the, on the site if you're checking out Invincible, which is also a Kirkman creation. And yes, I put a K at the both uh, on top of both those words. Uh, then, by all means, check that out. We have links there, and I even found, I even found a funny Carol meme this week. So, there's all kinds of fun stuff there. The Walking Dead TV podcast, Facebook website, check it out. Cool. Thanks everybody for chiming in this week, um, and for chiming in from last week's episode. So. Uh, Aaron, where can people people work in people work in people? Uh, where can people find uh, people, you people, people, and sheeple can all find me writing over at WeLiveEntertainment.com. All my Invincible reviews and some of my past Walking Dead reviews are all over there, as Jim alluded to. I'm also writing on Why So Blue, where I can find all, you can find all my Criterion Blu-ray reviews, among other things. I do host a podcast out now with Aaron and Abe, with my friend Abe. We talk about weekly movie releases. We just talked about uh, we talked about Godzilla Red vs Dragon Kong a few too, weeks right? ago. We did a Red Dragon commentary because we're doing we've been doing a Hannibal Lecter commentaries for the past few months. A lot of fun going on there. That's on iTunes whenever you can find our podcast. And I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Actually, wait. Um, I there's a, there's a something for a Variety coming up pretty soon too, involving a certain uh, video game movie. So uh, keep in, keep your eyes out for that. Nice, cool. 
Mr. Dietz, where can people find you? Well, every week you can catch uh, myself and Mr. Daryl Taylor, also of this podcast, and our good friend Donnie Salvo, professional comedian, uh, doing Nothing's On. Every week we go over the entertainment and movie and TV news. Uh, we talk about what we've watched. We answer your emails. We have a lot of fun. This week we talked about The Meg 2, uh, how excited we are for the, uh, the uh, uh, Mortal Kombat movie coming up, and a lot of other cool stuff. So check that out. Uh, it's at thetaylornetworkpodcast.com. Speaking of which, Dr. Current. You can catch me on, uh, on, you can look up on Twitter, catch me at the voice one, two, three. You can look up tailornetworkpodcast.com and, uh, check out the other podcasts that are on, that are on the network, including already, Jim already mentioned nothing's on. You also have Gotham by Geek, where, uh, me and Russ, uh, along with, uh, Hassan and, and Chris, we talk about everything. Batman, uh, especially the comics. So uh, you can check that out there. Cool. Mr. Chubtoad? Yeah, you can find me on all the socials at Chubtoad01, also on the Taylor Network on DC All Stars, which hopefully we'll be recording again soon. Um, CW shows have been interesting. That's one adjective. <laughs> well, some, yeah. well, hey, uh, the, actually, the best of the bunch, uh, uh, Legends, is coming back real soon. Yep. So that's good news. Is that next week? I think it is next week. Yeah. So um, hopefully we'll be talking on there soon. But, uh, yeah. Cool. And you can stay tuned here, hhwlod.com, and like Mr. Taylor mentioned, over at uh, Gotham by Geeks uh, that we do pretty much weekly. Um, so, again, thanks, everyone, for listening. We will be back next week uh, to hit on the next episode of Fear the Walking Dead. Um, so until there's no more room in the hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, Strand's going to strand. Mm.